What is going on? We are back again today in the studio. Excited to talk to you guys once again uh, on the mic here uh, in beautiful, sunny St. George, Utah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back ready to do this. So let's kick it off and get the ball rolling. Alrighty, I like that uh, new little intro we got going on. That's a wonderful uh, little uh, peppy intro, right? We're going to have to be uh, playing that throughout the day. So today's podcast now, I know that we've uh, been focusing a little bit more on the XFL and really what, you know, all that entails. But uh, today I really want to kind of focus on uh, something that has happened in college football recently. Uh, It saddens me because I am a fan. We'll be discussing uh, the CU or Colorado University and uh, the Michigan State transaction with Mel Tucker. Uh, One of the things that I always think about before I go into this, uh, and for your guys' sake too, number one, I don't want to be the first to react, right? Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, it, uh, I tweeted out now, if you don't at get rolling 19, but I tweeted out just so many questions around this right now. A lot of people, uh, just do because of, of, you know, their shows and it not being a podcast live stuff. If you got on air, everybody was kind of bashing Mel Tucker. Now I don't necessarily want to, uh, defend him or defend, you know, the actions and what he did, or I, I just really want to, Honestly, I just want to talk about the situation and give you my thoughts on this. You know, I had about 24 hours to kind of mull it over, uh, to think through some of the things, to look at the contract negotiations, uh, to what it's going to look like going forward. And I'm in the business of getting it right, right, or, or, or thinking through our thoughts. I want to be able to think through things and make it honestly make it easier for you guys to understand it as a whole that's that's our job here at get the ball rolling not to be the first to react uh not to be you know i don't want to be inaccurate i guess that's where i was going with uh, a little bit earlier but i don't want to be inaccurate i want to give you guys my thoughts the best thoughts on this situation so uh yesterday the news broke for those of you who don't follow this uh the news broke that uh, Michigan State will be signing Coach Mel Tucker. Now, Mel Tucker's kind of been, I would say, sort of a celebrity. Now, again, another caveat before we get going. Uh, I am a CU fan. I love Colorado. I love everything that it does. Uh, I, I mean, Colorado's my favorite, uh, one of my top teams. So I love it. So that's just what I'm doing. Uh I have to be, I'm going to try to be, remain impartial to everything, so, uh, but, you know, as a fan of Colorado, sometimes, you know, this made me mad, but we'll, we'll get into that, sorry, little caveat. Anyway, so, uh, Mark D'Antonio steps aside, right, he's been there, you know, 20 plus years, uh, I believe he's the winningest coach in Michigan State football history, uh, he's been there, I mean, before the head coach, I believe he was the D coordinator, uh, under Saban and stuff like that, so he's been there for a long time, for the majority of my life, I believe he's been there, if not longer than, I mean, he's, been there longer than what I have been alive. So uh, he leaves, he steps aside. Now we'll get into Mark Antonio a little bit later, but uh, 
Mel Tucker signs. Now they say that it is for more money, uh, almost double his contract. I don't believe that the exact number. I've heard $5.6 million. Uh, I don't know how if there's any validity to that number, but I've heard that it's at least double. And he was, uh, Coach Tucker was making, uh, I believe, like a 2.3 or 2.6 million was was his salary. So this guy, you know, Mel Tucker at Colorado, uh, he goes five and seven his first year. I, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't. That I didn't like the hire. I liked Mike McIntyre. I thought he was a tremendous coach. Uh, and I really wish that they would have kept Mike even after a couple of, of losing seasons. But anyway, they bring they bring in uh, uh, Coach Tucker, and he you know he talks about being gritty. Uh, he's kind of this mild mannered guy. I, I remember in one of the interviews they asked him. They said, you know, how long have you been preparing for a head coaching job? And he said, I've been preparing for a very long time. Uh, I he, he I believe in the in the interview he said that he has a book and he's went through every single uh, situation you can you know any situation that he'll be faced with you know fourth and one up by three fourth and one up by a touchdown fourth and one you know up by ten and he's went through all of this and he's played out all of these scenarios so you know he's already got what he's going to do in his mind at least that's his coaching style of that so that's what he said. Uh, he was going to do and so I kind of liked him Uh, he was able to steal a big time recruit from uh, Alabama I believe it was a D tackle I know it was uh, uh, a lineman he takes him away from Alabama gets him to come uh, to commit to Colorado big time you know everybody's excited you know let's get Colorado relevant again you know a couple years ago they hit 11 wins I believe back in the you know in the 90s Colorado was a really fun team to watch against those Nebraska teams and stuff like that but let's get them back to relevancy now they went five and seven this year um but you know what he did uh, he did what he was supposed to do I guess he beat Colorado Colorado State he beat Nebraska uh, in the battle for Colorado. He lost to Air Force, which you can't really blame him. Air Force had a tremendous season, but he lost to Air Force. It was the first time he'd ever played against like a triple option type thing. So I'm not really Air Force is just an anomaly. It's really hard to play uh, against them. And then uh, he lost to Utah, which, you know, that's supposed to be the Pac-12 uh their rival right everyone in the Pac-12 has their their other rival well that's what it's supposed to be uh Colorado and Utah the the Rocky Mountain rivalry or the rumble of the Rockies I can't remember what exactly they call it but uh that was that so he was two and two in the rivalry since so he did pretty good but the thing is he beat Nebraska uh he came back for you know being big down big to Nebraska so I thought he did a good time or a good job and uh the only thing I feel like a lot of people are frustrated about is he tweeted out you know couple days earlier that you know hey i'm here for the long haul i've been honored to say that yes i've you know yes sparty has given or offered me the job i'm not going to take it and then all of a sudden he turns around and he takes it so so to colorado you kind of feel like you're being backstabbed and uh to Michigan State, I've heard that he was their fourth option. You know, uh, Luke Fickle uh, openly, you know, turning down the job and stuff like that. Now, I think it's kind of peculiar that Ma- Mark Antonio is stepping aside right now. Uh, now, I don't want to, I don't want to cast a pall on what he's done. Uh, he wants to retire. The the, the game is, is so much different now than when he got into it. You know, recruiting's different. Recruiting's a year-round thing. Um, you know, Michigan has Harbaugh, and uh, really, I mean, 
Ohio has Ryan Day, but they've been dominant. Oh, Michigan's, uh, Michigan's been dominant. Penn State over the past few years have been, have, have been pretty dominant. So I think he's sitting there. He's like, hey, at best, you know, we beat one of those guys. We're third. You know, that, that's what they're kind of looking at with Sparty. And I think he steps aside. But also there's a lot of allegations. Now, uh, some people have even referred it to uh, Penn State. We don't know. There are, going, there are impending sanctions coming down saying that they didn't report uh, Title IX violations or they kind of just swept under the rug for football players. So Mark D'Antonio steps aside says, I don't want to be a part of this. Mel Tucker is kind of, you know, heading into the eye of the storm. And I don't know if he knows exactly what he's getting himself into. Right now, uh, I talked to a lot of people from Michigan. I have I have some family out there, and they said, you know what? If you are, uh, if you're, if you're going to Michigan State, you didn't get into Michigan. You know, they're the little brother to Michigan, and then you got Ohio State, which you would even argue right now is kind of the little brother to. Well, Michigan's a little brother to Ohio State. So he's entering in a very difficult situation, and I don't know if he can build uh, what he would be able to build in Colorado. Colorado, Colorado had all the tools to do so. UCLA hasn't been playing well over the past few years. Uh, Arizona hasn't been playing well over the past few years. Uh, you know, you nab, uh, you know, you beat Nebraska, so you, you got that kind of locked up. You got You beat Colorado State. So there's four wins that you're going to be, you know, almost guaranteed, I, I I would feel like. But then, you you know what? Oh, well, if we get USC at home, USC doesn't play well at altitude. Uh, Utah is extremely hard, but, uh, you know, we'll get them at, you know, once every five years or, or twice in every eight years or whatever. You're starting to think about it. You're like, you know, Colorado's not in a terrible situation. Then you got the crossover. Well, if you can pull an Oregon State or you can pull a Stanford, uh, you can pull a Washington State now that Mike Leach is gone. Are you going to be able to really, I mean, I mean, come on, they, they're going to be able to get the, you're going to get eight wins with a good coach. And I thought Mel Tucker was that coach. He steps aside. Now, uh, a lot of people also out there were frustrated saying that, you know, uh, coaches won't let players transfer or they bag on players for transferring. Uh, and now then the coach just up and ups and leaves. I think we're heading into a, uh, the NCA needs to start putting regulations on things uh, with this, and and we can't. Uh, this is just how millennials are, and uh, how Gen Zers are. They say that you know a lot of millennials they they change their job you know once every like seven years. I think the study was once every six years. They want to change, and and so you can't fault that if they're not in the best position. Uh, let's say family wise, uh, they, you know they're playing away from their family or whatever. Players should be allowed to transfer just as much as coaches and not have the repercussions. A lot of people were talking about that. So we're going to uh, – so this is just what I thought. I don't blame Mel Tucker for doing it. I'm disappointed as a CU fan. Uh, I love Colorado. I don't know why I, I do. I've just been kind of you know drawn to that team. I'm disappointed, and I and I wish it wouldn't have happened. And I really hope they can get somebody in uh, in house. Uh, I don't remember who their interim coach is uh, or who's going to be filling in. They were going to have a, a press conference later today, but I, I or yesterday. I can't remember when they were doing that. But I just feel like you know they got to go out. They got to be really smart and strategic, and they got to go get a, a solid coach that is going to be there for the long haul. Uh, they can't be poached out of, you know, oh, hey, you know, if you have ties to the Midwest, ties to the to the to the East Coast, ties to the South, 
get some West Coast guys and stay with it because you don't want to, you know, uh, I, I've heard Mel Tecker, you know, he played football in Wisconsin. He has ties to the Midwest. He wants to get back to the Midwest. Well, then just let him go then. So let him go. Now let's get somebody out here out West that has ties. Why do you think Kyle Whittingham has been at Utah for so, for so long? Because he is Utah. He played for BYU. Uh, he, he was here. He grew up in Utah. So he's tied to Utah. He doesn't want to leave, even if it is for more money. Hey, you know what? Maybe the Pac-12 can't pay the most amount of money, but he's tied to the state. So we're going to go through, uh, you know what? I, I would love to go through a list of coaches and candidates in which uh, – I feel like would be right for the Colorado position. Really, there's just one, and I think they need to make a major push for that. Uh, we'll go a little bit, discuss a little bit about the Pac-12 and what they can do, what the NCAA should do going forward, and then uh, we'll probably go through a couple of uh, other stories floating around college football, but that's just my idea, right? Don't fault, uh, uh, you know, Mel Tucker. I know, uh, you know, former Cowboy, I can't remember who tweeted it, but he was like, you know, he sat there and talked to my grandson and said that, he uh that he wasn't going anywhere well okay but you know what if your grandson wasn't in a good position he would up and leave you know mel tucker is going to a better position or whatever whatever you want to say it however you want to say uh but let's just you know easy on him right he did what was best for him uh, and, and obviously for his family. Now we're going to go through the rules to prevent this from happening further, uh, a little bit after the break. So stay tuned after the break for a little bit more of get the ball rolling. See you and Sparty edition. Here we go, bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back now. Let's do it here and get the ball rolling. Loving our new intro, messing around with it, trying to bring you guys the best and most up-to-date uh, college football information. Now, we've just been discussing a little bit about Sparty, and basically, you know, the first part of the show, you can't blame him. You know, yes, you know, the player should be allowed to transfer as much as the coach should be allowed to transfer. That's kind of my final thought. Uh, I feel like it's a little fishy that D'Antonio uh, stepped aside of when he did. Uh, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens with the sanctions coming down on Michigan State. There's a lot coming out. Uh, I don't know how that's going to impact football as a whole. But uh, I, I feel bad. I really do. Uh, if it does sanction and you're kind of put in that situation in which uh, Bill O'Brien was with, with Penn State, I don't know if it will be as harsh or to the, to the degree of uh, of the you know the Penn State scandal if you want to call it that but you know we got to be we got to be careful with this these kinds of things and I feel like Mel Tucker does, I don't know if he knows what he's getting himself into with those allegations because uh, you know just like USC Pete Carroll got out of Dodge uh, you know slammed with sanctions after that and I don't know if they've ever really recovered from that so we'll see uh, going forward what we're going to be dealing with and what Mel Tucker will be dealing with now uh, the, just this year we're going to talk a little bit about the fact. 12 right now. Uh, the Pac-12 is kind of like the, the breeding grounds for coaches to move up. Uh, we see it, saw it this year. You know, Mike Leach, obviously he was at Texas Tech. Uh, he stepped aw uh, away from football 
I believe it was only a year. Maybe it was a year. I'm, I, I might be remembering this wrong. He goes to uh, Washington State. Uh, now you got to understand this guy. Uh, I don't understand how he lives in these small towns. Uh, Lubbock, Texas, then goes to Pullman, Washington, and then now he's in Starkville, ten, uh, Mississippi. Sorry, Starkville, Mississippi, uh, now the head coach at Mississippi State. So he's kind of, you know, taken. And he did say in an interview that part of the reason was that he was getting a little bit more money. Uh, you have somebody like Willie Taggart. Now, you know, hindsight 2020, right? But, uh, or recency bias is going to tell you, well, Taggart isn't a good coach. But at Oregon, he did an all right job. And then he was taken away uh, down south back to Florida State. Uh, and then... You know, we, we lose uh, Chris Peterson in retirement. I think part of the reason, now they've said this, is the Pac-12 financial situation, that they need to get that right, that uh, Cal and Oregon State, you know, aren't 100% like financially uh, very good for the conference and that uh, they've got a lot of issues. Uh, one of the reasons why USC can attract big coaches is the money that uh, they can upfront. You know, if you're getting paid double and you had to move across the country, especially double of like $2.6 million, why would you not? That makes sense. Uh, so the Pac-12, you know, they're talking about even with within the – Power five, you know, conferences, there's even more, you know, disparity between them. And, you know, the NCA commissioner and uh, the Big 12 commissioner, they go across, uh, they go to, uh, they've been, you know, pleading with the Senate, you know, you need to put rules and regulations on name, likeness, and image because there's already, go there's going to be a recruiting, uh, a recruiting, I guess, disparity, you know, it won't be fair to everybody. Earth to NCAA, it's not fair already. Uh, there's a reason why Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State are there year in and year out. Uh, I they're good, and I don't know what it is. I, you know, they've had sanctions. You know, USC. They said they were paying players. You know, Cam Newton allegedly uh, was having you know things paid for. It, it's not. It's not equal right now. And I believe the name, likeness, and image will equal the playing field a little bit more. But even with between the, the conferences, if the Big Ten can go to the Pac-12 and double what they're making, you're going to do it in an instant. Making five million dollars a year, or you know, six million dollars a year, sounds amazing. If you're only making two million now for us you know normal average people we're probably you know we're 50 60 maybe 70 thousand for the average american maybe a little bit lower in some states but you know you're looking at it you're like oh that's ridiculous numbers yeah but i would love to make five million dollars a year that would be awesome and i would move across country to do it but there needs to be rules and regulations around that. It's already not just with players. It's not fair for coaches either. Now I believe the NCA should have a period where it says okay after this date, you're locked in, like kind of like a contract date, right? You start. Uh, I, I started a job here in uh, in St. George. I had a contract date. Starts, you know, February 2nd or February 3rd, you know? And then you can't, you're, you're locked into that contract till May 21st or whatever it may be. And then at May 21st, you're allowed to, you're allowed to, you know, move around. You're still, we're still going to pay you. You know, we got to have some kind of a locked in period. I believe that's how it should be with the recruits and the transfers. Now they're allowed to play for four games, I believe. And then they can declare to be transferred. That's fine. I'm fine with you, you know, playing four games. If you're not getting the playing time you want, or you don't, or if you feel there's a different situation, then, then, then transfer after four games. I'm fine with that. But with coaches, with recruiting, uh, with, you know, we just had, you know, national science 
signing day, uh, you know, you t- you going into all of those people's families and saying, look, you know, looking at those mamas in the eyes and, and, and dads and saying, look, I want to take care of your son. He's going to come out here to Boulder, Colorado. You know, uh, yeah, it might be, you know, hundreds of miles of where you're from. You may only see him on TV. You're going to probably stay up late at night, but look, I'm going to be taking care of him. And then you just up and bail. That's where the frustration is. I feel like uh, before, na- you know, National Signing Day, as much as it locks the recruits in, the, the coach should be locked in until, you know, after bowl season. Now at bowl season, if he wants to, to explore his options or after bowl season uh, or even before bowl season, we see a lot of head coaching turnover after the season, then fine. So be it. But allow that that university and that time to do it. Now Colorado's scrambling. They don't know who they're going to, to, to necessarily be at the helm. They don't know what. They don't have any contingency plan in place because they thought Mel Tucker was their guy. He said they were their guy. He was their guy. So why should we why is that okay? Does that make sense? There needs to be some kind of a date where it locks them in. Uh, now, if there, uh, obviously, there's going to be circumstances, but you can appeal that to the NCAA, you know, such as a, a death of the family. Hey, look, I can't come in. Uh, you know, you look at, at Coach Anderson down in uh, at Arkansas State. You know, he loses his wife. He takes, I believe it was a week off, comes back uh, to the team, get ready to go and stuff like that. You know, there, there are certain circumstances that would allow you to step away from, from football, but it should be locked in as much as recruiting you know you should be up until you know they're they're allowed to play four games well you know what you said you would be here at the coach we can't we don't want to be liars uh here at, at, at because the ball rolling we always talk about honesty you know sometimes honesty hurts we want to be the most truthful with you guys and Part of it is that the university should uh, feel like they're being honest to their players, being honest to their students and, you know, student athletes. And and so that's just what I kind of thought to, to avoid this from happening. Now, Michigan State, they're happy. Hey, we have a coach. You know, we are slammed with this retirement. Retirement should be the same period. You know, Marek D'Antonio, if you've been thinking about retirement and it's been you've been thinking about it for probably a year or two, you know, tell the university officials, don't tell them in January. That's just, I feel like that's uh, not really respectful uh, to the university and what they've done for you either. So there, 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 is a, there already is uneven with the recruiting, uh, with kind of the poaching of coaches, as you can see, kind of going to the Pac-12, getting the good coaches and pulling them back out, out uh, east and uh, to the south and to the Midwest and stuff like that. So uh, I'm not a big fan uh, of that. So it is what it is, but the NCAA needs to put in regulations. I think that uh, name likeness and images for college athletes, uh, they should be able to profit off of those things. And I don't think that it will make it, uh, you know, way over the top saying that, you know, all of a sudden all these kids are going to be going to Florida, you know, Clemson, Alabama, whatever it may be. They're going to be able, you know, they're able to go to Texas Tech because they're going to be the all-star in Lubbock. Uh, they're going to be, you know, the the big man in ca- on campus in Boulder. You know, you're going to get five. I think it will be easier to recruit because you're like, look, there's nobody else here that's talking about, you know, Joe Schmo Sires down the street. He's willing to sponsor you, put you on the face, and you're going to get a, real, a little bit of a, a royalty from that. So that's what I'm for. Sorry, Earth NCA. It's time to get up with the times. It's time to make some changes. And appealing to the Senate? No. I think you need a clean house, meaning, you know, so instead of before going and complaining, I think you should look inward. Uh, you know, with siblings, you know, I would torment my brother. 
And, uh, or, you know, if he, you know, if he hit me, well, what did I do to deserve to get hit? Uh, well, you know, I was sitting there picking on him and I'm not going to go run to mom because he hit me. No, because she's going to say, well, why did he hit you? Oh, well, I was tormenting him and say, hey, don't go running to the, to the Senate saying, oh, well, it's going to create so much disparity. It's going to be, uh, so uneven. It's already uneven. Look at, look at how many people I've even made into the college football playoff. You've got one Pac-12 team. It's already uneven. Uh, you didn't put UCF in, even though I, I, I didn't think that they should. You didn't put UCF in. You don't put Boise State in. They don't, They never have a chance to get in. So don't go crying to, you know, the big mom, the Senate, to say, uh, oh, no, you know what? You create laws to stop this. California's pushing it. Yeah, of course California's pushing it because they've looked at it. They're saying this is wrong. We need to make a change. This is one thing that's great about America is that we're, we're willing to make a change. We didn't want a parliament telling us, you know, you know, tax us and, and stuff like that. So we fought back. It's in our blood to, to, to change, to adapt, become better. And sorry, NCAA, it's time to look inward and think, why are the people doing this? Oh, maybe because there's a ton of disparity in that because the University of Utah wants to get a couple more five-star athletes so they can go up and beat Oregon, so they can get into the college football playoff. That's my final thought on that. We'll get into that. Uh, this will be a, a an issue we'll be talking about for for the upcoming years. So uh, get ready for that. Alrighty. So uh, I mean, other news around uh, college football just before we let you go out. Oh, and I did say, uh, sorry, one last little thing. I was looking at my notes. I believe that Colorado should go after Eric Bieniemy. Uh, now I know a lot of people are saying, you know, he should be hired in the NFL. That he has NFL. He needs to get NFL coaching experience. Look, he's a Colorado alum. Uh, you know, he just led. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator. He's underneath Andy Reid. Yes, Andy Reid's tree is amazing. So yeah, he hasn't. Maybe he was a hundred percent of the play caller, or you know, he was. He knows how to develop a run game. I think, in my opinion, he was a tremendous back. He was an All American in nineteen ninety. He was All Big Eight in 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 eighty eight and ninety. So come on, let's give it. Let's give this dude some cred. I would love to see him leave the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, my dad probably will be against this because he's a huge Chiefs fan. Leave the Kansas City Chiefs. Colorado, make him an offer. Uh, you know, they say around uh, the salary for an assistant coach uh, in the NFL is a half a million. You offer him $2.6 million, That is, you know, uh, a times four increase. Bring him in. Time, almost times five increase. Bring him in. Let's Let's get him into Colorado, get him into the system. He's an alum. He's going to be a little bit more loyal. And to be able to get, you know, a, a, a head coaching job in the NFL, you got to have previous head coaching experience, in my opinion. Unless, of course, you're the Cleveland Browns, and I don't think you want to be going to the Cleveland Browns uh, anyway. So that's what I think. Colorado should make a move. All right. Now, the other news around uh, the league, we got uh, Florida State and LSU just signed off on a, well, two neutral site games. Uh, but in 2022 and 2023, uh, it will be, 2022 will be in New Orleans and 2023 will be in Orlando. So they're going to be kicking it off. I love what Mike Norvell's doing over there. Uh, don't play patty cakes. Go out and play the big boys. LSU is the big dog on top right now. Love that. And, uh, yeah, I guess that that is pretty much it. There's another there's no no other news that was the biggest news coming out uh that I have been able to see. I mean, there's obviously other uh scheduling things I saw that was really significant. I like what Mike Norvell is doing down there in Tallahassee. Uh so 
good, good job, Mike, <laughs> I guess. Alrighty, so that this has been Get the Ball Rolling, kind of a little bit about Sparty, a little bit about CU and what the NCAA should do. Again, the NCAA, the NCAA should not go running and whining and crying, trying to figure out, you know, its issues or trying to have someone else figure it out. Come on, NCAA, let's, let's step it up. And uh, honestly, just... If people want to get paid for it, get paid. I, I don't really feel it, it being that big of a deal uh, for a, a college athlete to, you know, go and sponsor something like that or or whatever it may be. Uh, again, uh, this will be an ongoing discussion. We're going to be able to, to talk about this going forward. You know, football players out there everywhere, I think it will just give them an advantage of, of going to certain schools and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so this has been uh, another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. I love it. Love college football. I'm glad to be talking about it again. Uh, more stuff coming forward. Look for uh, some more interviews, setting them up uh, with some FCS and hopefully a couple of FBS schools going forward. We're loving it. Uh, everything that uh, you guys do to support the program. So until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and let's keep keep the ball rolling.